Welcome to Kansas City, Kansas Community College Student Activities Let's Talk podcast. We are so glad to be here today. We've got Jennifer Gieschen with the Counseling and Advocacy Center here at Kansas City, Kansas Community College and Barbara Clark Evans with the Intercultural Center. And so one of the things that we have been doing lately is um, talking about Women's Equality Day and the 19th Amendment. So I'm just, I want to ask you who's listening right now, um, do you know what either one of those are? Well, don't worry, because we have two experts who can help us through that. So Jennifer or Barb, will you tell us a little bit about what Women's Equality Day is and the 19th Amendment? Well, Women's Equality Day is always August 26th, and we celebrate or commemorate or recognize that is the day that women got the vote um, in 1920. So it was 100 years ago. So this year is a special year. It's the 100th anniversary. And um, it was the 19th Amendment that gave them the, granted them the right to vote. Very cool. So one of the titles I forgot to mention was your, your second title here at KCK. So that's real important for us, especially today. Will you tell us what that second title is? I'm the Coordinator for Women and Gender Advocacy. That's great. So Barb, can you tell us a little bit about what Women's Equality, Equality Day means to you? Sure. So, you know, if you think about the long struggle to have the right to vote, women started on this journey before the Civil War. I mean, so think about how long that took from pre-Civil War to the 1920s to get the vote. And still, even after they had the right to vote, there were other barriers as well for um, especially women of color because of Jim Crow laws. And so that, a lot of that still, you know, created barriers for women and other groups until the 1960s with the 1965 Voter Rights Act. And even today, think about what's going on today with now we have a pandemic. And so our um, ability to vote is also kind of up in the air when we think about are we voting by mail are we voting by in person but the thing the important part is that it's been a struggle for many different groups and especially women so it's so important to be diligent and to um, exercise your right to vote one of the things i was sitting at home uh, one day and one of the things i saw on hulu which was weird is i saw this commercial and these women were talking about, I worked hard to do this. And they just kept, they had these like one, uh, like few word statements. And at the very end, they said, um, we worked hard to do this, so don't fail us. It was something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that was weird. It was very powerful, I will say that. And so don't fail us. And I was, and it made me think, well, why, why would they post a commercial like that? Um, and it, I didn't, what I didn't realize when I came back here to Kansas City, Kansas Community College, it was the 100th year anniversary of the 19th Amendment. And so, Barb, you, you make a really good point that people in the past have, you know, struggled, right? And so now they're, we've, we've got this freedom, mm -hmm. but what are we doing with our freedom and what are we doing with all of that hard work that they had to do in the past? Exactly. I, I think a lot of uh, young people don't realize how much hard work it was. Um, when you think about it, it took at least 70 years um, for women to get their right to vote. Um, it is the longest running peaceful um, 
I want to say peaceful protest um, to get that right to vote. And, and there are people who will say it went back even further than 70 years because it was Native American women um, that actually helped influence some of the women, um, even before the, women, the first Women's Rights Convention mm -hmm. in 1948 in Seneca Falls. And so then um, the hard work, so it was very long, it was very, very peaceful. Um, there were no wars fought over it, uh, but it was also, women did finally get to the point where um, they started getting very, well, some people said very radical, but they were still being peaceful. I mean, they were doing, they were protesting so that they got arrested, and when they got arrested, then they were starving themselves in prison, all to um, bring attention, and, and that finally did help the cause, and, uh, they, there was even one woman, and this happened in England, one woman died for the cause. I mean, she was working so hard trying to get the right for women to vote that she died for the cause. Um, so I think that's, a lot, that's what a lot of people don't realize, how hard people fought for it, because it was a quiet and peaceful protest. And um, when you think about how much they went through to get it, you don't want to lose um, waste <laughs> you don't want to waste your your right to vote because we all that's one of the really wonderful things about our country is that we really do have the right to influence how the politics in this country and that's what a lot of the women um, that was one of their arguments was women don't have a say and we need to have a say it's not a democratic country if we don't have a say about things so so what would you tell a young person? So, you know, for instance, like I, I didn't, I grew up in a family who didn't exercise voting. I don't even think they were registered. Never heard about it, never saw it. So when I grew up until probably 30 is when I started to get a little bit more educated about it. So, but here's the thing that I had always heard is my vote won't matter. I'm just one person. So what would you tell a student or a young person who has that same thought frame? Well, I would say your vote matters. Um, just having your voice, first of all, exercise your right to vote because other people did work very hard so that you could vote now, so that you could have a voice. Um, on local politics, if you think about you know, your people who are local council people, um, your state congress people, you have a lot more power around that. Um, We've had local politicians who have won by one or two votes, one or two votes. And so that makes a huge difference when you go out and exercise your right to vote. And then if you think about people who finally make it to the federal level, who might be Congress people at the federal level, who may eventually be governors of states or run for president, these people came up from these smaller positions to these larger positions. So make sure you vote because your vote does count and those people along the way who are going to represent you are people that you have the power to influence as far as whether or not they make it into those positions and the other part is that if you talk to congress people and you send them letters or emails or texts or whatever you do you would be surprised that how few responses it takes for them to take notice um, I had a young lady who was working for one of the congressmen, and she said, if I get 10 
phone calls or 10 emails or 10 texts about the same topic, that person takes notice. And so it doesn't take much to exercise your vote and to have a voice that matters. You know, one of the things that um, Wyandotte County has, uh, you know, been through is, you know, through the COVID, um, there was the, the health thing out that there was no sports in Wyandotte County. Well, different dis school districts try to find different ways to be able to do that. Well, they had a meeting. They were going to propose, the county was going to propose that if a school went out of the county that they would have to be quarantined. And so what I saw on social media, I saw in my kids' social media, my kids were talking about it, and is that they were saying everyone go to the Zoom meeting, attend the Zoom meeting and vote, vote. Help them to not do this for our kiddos. And guess what? It didn't get passed. All because the people reached out to people, community to community, to get them to vote and it was strong. They, 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 were, had a, they believed in this, right? It was a passion for them and they made it happen. And so I, I'm curious, like, you know, those who are listening, what, what is it gonna take for you to develop this passion to want to vote, to want to create some change? Um, because it's a challenge to you because every one of us are gonna have something different, right? But if you have a passion and you know someone else has a passion, just like Barbara said, the more that topic is brought up, then obviously it's gonna be recognized. And then your passion builds on, gives, is given to somebody else. It becomes contagious almost, right? Which is what happened with Women's Equality Day, yeah. right? It became yes. contagious. Yeah. And they got, they, they got to be um, voters. That's, that's the coolest part. Right. Now, um, there was a show that you guys hosted here, well, via pre-recording. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yes, uh, we had uh, Dr. Sarah Bell. She's an officer of development at the Watkins Museum in Lawrence, Kansas. And she came, she has a PhD in history from KU. And she came uh, to Kansas City, Kansas Community College. And because of the pandemic, we filmed her out in the uh, Cooper Foreman Heirloom Garden, which is on our campus, and uh, filmed her presentation. She spoke about woman suffrage in Kansas, which is fascinating in itself um, because Kansas was the eighth state to get the right for, for women to vote. They worked on it very hard for 50 years. There were lots of twists and turns and um, they got the right to vote in, eight, in 1912. So eight years before, yes, eight years before um, the national level and Kansas became a leader they became so much of a leader that um, the colors that the woman the women suffrage suffragists wore on their white dresses they wore those sashes that said votes for women and they had purple and green and after Kansas became such a leader with um, women's rights and especially the right to vote they changed the color to purple and yellow for the Kansas sunflower so um, it was recognized nationally and, and quite a few of the women in the national um, movement um, actually came to Kansas um, so it was it was a wonderful presentation that sounds amazing I got to watch one of the presentations um, and so I want to encourage everyone listening um, to watch it so Jennifer or where can we find this presentation it is on YouTube <laughs> Ah, what would we? What would be under? It, you would uh, go type in Women's Equality Day 2020 at Kansas City, Kansas Community College. There are a whole bunch of uh, YouTube 
for Women's Equality Day, so you'll have to scroll to, um, and all for 2020, too, since it's the 100th anniversary, but uh, you'll have to scroll to Kansas City, Kansas Community College. Well, that's awesome, and, and it's just really great to be able to hear um, that it, this is becoming a tradition, a legacy, almost, you know, um, because, you know, back in the day, that's what they did, the older People taught the younger people, right? They told the stories, and then the stories went down and down and down, right? And that's, that's what we're trying to do here for the young people that are listening, or maybe, maybe you're an older person and you just never registered to vote because you just didn't think your vote matters. Uh, Barbara, can you tell us a little bit about maybe where they could or how they can register or? Well, I will give our um, audience a little preview. We have Constitution Day coming up on September 17th, so tune in to our Constitution Day programming here, and we will have a discussion about why it's important to vote and why you should vote, and also we will have a guest who will explain to you how you can register to vote as well, because we want you all to go out and register to vote. Is that important? You know, one of the cool parts about here at Kansas City, Kansas Community College is the importance for civic engagement. Um, it's one of our priorities um, here at KCKCC. And in that, I'm just really excited to see the students who have come in and who've gone out and in regarding po politics. Um, we've had a couple of our students run for Board of Education. We currently have an alum who is a commissioner, one of the commissioners here in Wyandotte County. Um, we've got students in four-year universities in political science it's, it's just amazing to see the students coming through and going out and living out their dream because they have people like Jennifer and Barb to help them to see their dream and to live it and practice it so that they can be out in it, right? So tell us, is there any other stories, like student stories that you might have of someone that you kind of helped mentor or raised up? Well, I would just say this, that um as we talk to students and they become much more aware of their ability to have a voice. I mean, they, one of my other roles is as Title IX coordinator. And so there are significant changes made to the regulations this year. And there's a young lady who's like, she didn't agree with that. I said, well, why don't you write a letter to the Department of Education then? And she said, I'm going to do that. And I also have another student who, um, she said, I have some friends who said they weren't going to vote. And she made them get in her car and she took them to register to vote because she thinks it's that important for them to vote. And working with a lot of um, our immigrant students as well, you know, the great thing is I talk to them about, you know, when you take your citizenry, when they make you a citizen, make sure because they're there, make sure you register to vote because it's so they make it so convenient for you. Um, I'm sure they are doing that virtually now, but now that is such a precious right that they should also exercise their votes as new American citizens as well. And so that it's really neat to go to one of those um, special events and to see people take the oath to become American citizens and then to have the ability to walk over to the table and register to vote so that now they have a voice too, because many times they have an opinion and they they want to vote, but they can't because they aren't citizens. So that's really exciting to see. And then, Andrika, as you say, 
we've had students, students who've been part of Student Senate and that you've influenced as well, um, who have been very, very active in politics and who are now continue to be active as well. Yeah, that, that is, it is just so, I don't know, I can't even, words can explain, rewarding to be able to see a student come here so timid and shy and then when they leave here, they they have a huge voice, right? Sometimes you can't get them to be quiet, huh? right? <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and it's just they're exercising their voice. They're learning um, trial and error. You know, they make mistakes. They learn from it, and they move on. And so it's just really cool to see that and just the feeling, and as an educator, um, just to see them moving on. I think that's just really amazing. So um, all of the community members who are listening, you know, know that you make a difference and you can help your students, the, your, the people in your life to uh, have a voice. And, and if you're not registered to vote, why don't you take them with you and go and get registered to vote? And then you go together and you vote. Or maybe you have kids, right? You have children. Take them along with you Well, whenever we get back to, you know, face-to-face. But take them with you so they can get the experience and they get the sticker and they can be like, I voted and just be so excited because they got to go with you. And then the parents or the older people create that legacy for their children. I'm, I'm really happy because all three of my children vote, huh? you know, and that didn't happen when I was a kid. So it was nice. It's nice to see that being passed on to the next generation. Oh, well, absolutely. Okay. I, I'm so thrilled for you because we we want people to do that. And again, I'm just going to go back it was hard fought and we may be going oh 1920 that was a long long time ago right yes a hundred years ago but don't think just because we have it now that it can't be taken away we we take for granted all the rights that we have but we should be diligent about holding them dear and you make a very good point and i talked about this a little bit earlier in a show that i did um, about social distancing versus um, physical distancing and we are actually experiencing that right now, right? The mm-hmm. right right now. Right. Um, not so much as it's being taken away as we just have to be cautious. And even just in the caution, we have a lot of people who don't like the social distancing thing, right? Now they miss it. And I was, I was talking to, uh, on the show and saying, how many times have you gone to a restaurant with your family or you see people and they all have their cell phones out, right? And they're all texting and they're supposed to be talking to each other right uh-huh. now they can't do that right so now they're upset I can't do it but we didn't do it before so why are we upset because we can't do it now you know we took for granted the right to be able to have that freedom and now we're feeling it now we want that freedom back so absolutely if we don't exercise this freedom to vote as women men anyone you know anyone mm-hmm. then it could totally be taken away and then we're gonna be upset but then why are we gonna be upset if we didn't use it Exactly. Right? Yes. Yeah. One thing you were mentioning when you were talking about your kids and taking them to vote, wouldn't it be cool if families made it a big deal to go vote? That it's your very first time to vote, there's a celebration about it? (laughs) That would be so cool. Everyone have this up on social media or their little party or little celebration. Absolutely. Yeah. And it could still be done even now, even when we may be all voting remotely somehow. It could be something on social media, yeah. Absolutely, and why not? This could be the perfect time to experiment on something like this because everyone's home, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Right. And what a great way to the kids hold the ballot up or you know put it in the mail, put the stamp or something on it, 
And that way, um, they, they're celebrating together. Have a cake, have some tacos. I don't know. Have some fun, exactly. right? Exactly. Oh, absolutely. It should be a fun and exciting thing, something mm -hmm. to celebrate. And, you know, go out and learn about the issues because I guarantee you that there is an issue that you're going to be passionate about, that affects you, that you're going to sit here and go, well, I agree or I don't disagree, or I disagree. So, you know, make sure that you go out and find out what are the issues and so that'll make when you do vote much more meaningful because you will be voting for something that is in your own interest as well that's and awesome. it is so easy to find out all that information in the age of the internet absolutely and, and yeah. even here at kckcc um student activities we host a uh um, a, a forum, a, a candidate forum when we can, and we actually put together all of the different candidates that are running um, locally. So we put their bios, we try to put their points, we put uh, their face in the different districts that they live in because we want to inform our students. So guys, we're getting ready to close. Um, do you guys have any closing remarks? I would just also say how easy it is to get involved with things. I mean, students get involved with clubs and that could be like, oh, I'm just involved with a club. But the, the way that the directions that that can go is you do get more, you get more comfortable with getting involved with other things. Um, it progresses. I'll say that. Absolutely. Barb? And I will say just, you know, now in the time of our pandemic, what's kind of great is walk around your neighborhood. Just walk around your neighborhood and you're going to notice things that you will want to get involved in that you might notice and say, I didn't know that was going on here. And then you may want to get involved with City Hall or you know, with other issues that are affecting your neighborhood or that might also lead you to other larger issues um, that from a federal level of what's getting funded and what's not getting funded. So do some research, look around your neighborhood, say how can I help my neighborhood to be better? And that can also help inform you on how you vote. Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies, so much for being on this podcast. Um, thank you all for listening today. Um, if you have any questions or concerns or need information on how to watch the uh, presentation on Women's Equality Day, you can email me at studentactivities at kckcc.edu. Guys, we will see you again. We'll be looking for Kansas City, Kansas Community College Student Activities. Let's talk. <laughs>